right, boys and girls, welcome once again to Grease the Wheels. It's your Uncle Jimmy here at the Rock and Roll Garage, coming to you live. Well, I'm not live anymore, but I'm alive now. Hey, uh, t- this is going to be a tough one, okay? This is going to be a tough podcast for me to make, and it's also going to be a tough one for me, or for, excuse me, it's going to be a tough one for you to listen to, okay? Because it's about us and the fuck-ups that we have, Okay. Uh, I'm talking about comebacks. I uh, I want to say right now before I get started that don't not a single fucking one of you better be thinking or saying to yourself, "Oh, I don't ever have comebacks. I'm perfect." Because guess what? You're fucking not perfect. Okay, and neither am I. I get comebacks, and uh, I get really literally every kind of comeback you can think of. Some are uh, some are honest to god comebacks where I effed up. And some are comebacks where I did not F up, okay? One of the things I learned early on is that if you have a a poor attitude about comebacks, it just makes it worse. You have to kind of bite the bullet. This is hard hard for me to do. So it's equally hard for me to say to you that this is what you need to do. But it'll help the situation enormously if you go at it head-on, full-frontal, attack style if somebody comes in and says oh you put a water pump on my car and it's still leaking you have to be like well okay that could happen let's go take a look because that's what i do Um, and i'm not saying that my strategy is good for everybody i'm not even saying my strategy is good at all but when somebody says oh you didn't fix my car right i go right to the goddamn car if i can and go well show me what you're talking about okay because I honestly, and this is this is the attitude I take with me into the repairs that I make. Uh, I try to repair every car I work on as if it was mine. Okay. Now, some people say, "Oh, you know," every, uh, some people say, "Well, how come you don't work on every car as if it's brand new or if it's you know uh, 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 gold made out of gold or whatever?" It's like, no, you know, cust- my own cars and my customers' cars—they're not perfect. There's shit on them that's broken. There's shit on them that's going to be broken until it gets crushed into a little cube. There's shit on it that they don't even care is broken. There's shit on it that's broken that they don't even know is broken. My cars are the same way. There's shit on my car that doesn't work. And guess who knows? Nobody. Nobody knows. And if I find out that it's broken, then I'm like, eh, what are you going to do? So to help yourself out and try this, if you don't adopt this attitude, um, and I mean, you don't have to. I mean, obviously, this is just advice. But if you go into every comeback that you get with the attitude of like, hey, okay, it, it could have happened. Sure, it's not out of the realm of possibility that I did it wrong. I would never think that I'm perfect. Um, if somebody says, I, you know, a water pump I put on their car is leaking, I, I believe them. I just, go, I just straight up believe them. And I don't argue with them, okay? But if I go out and I look at it and I can see that maybe... Maybe the water pump's not leaking. Maybe the radiator hose that's attached to the top of the water pump is leaking, and they declined that particular part of the repair. Then I can go out and I can point right to it, and then if I wanted to, which I I don't ever do, but uh, if I wanted to, I could grab them by the scruff of their neck and shove their fucking head down there and say, look, the water pump's not leaking. The fucking hose you didn't want me to replace is leaking, jackass. (laughs) That's that's what I want to do. That's what I think a lot of us want to do, but... Sometimes the comeback is legitimate, though. Sometimes you put a water pump on, and maybe the gasket got twisted, or it had a cut in it, or maybe the water pump's defective. Maybe there was some reason why the water pump is actually, in fact, still leaking. Okay, and so you need to own up and say, "Oh, well, you know, we'll have to do it again. Uh, can you leave it with me for 
till tomorrow or whatever. So, you know, if, if it took me two hours to do it the first time, guess what? To redo it, it's going to take me another two hours, okay? And in the process, we may want to replace that part again, maybe warranty it out. Um, sometimes we do that just to kind of cover our ass, you know? Because I've seen brand new parts in boxes that are junk. It happens, okay? Now, I don't use that as an excuse, but I do say that sometimes. If somebody says, oh, the water pump's leaking again, you go, you go eh, it's leaking. And then they look at you with this incredulous look on your face, you know, like, oh, I, you just took my pacifier away. It's like, oh, how come it's leaking? Well, it could be defective, you know. It might, you know, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I, my workmanship might have been poor, but I don't think so because I do work on every car as if it was my own. I wouldn't obviously put a water pump on my own car and purposely make it leak. I certainly didn't fucking do that to your car, jackass. Uh, again, I wouldn't actually say that, but I'm thinking it. Sometimes people come in uh, and they claim they have a comeback. And uh, the last, one of the last shops I worked at, the uh, lady who ran the shop was merciless. Okay, If a car came back for any reason, and we had worked on it previously, she would write on the arrow. And by the way, she used handwritten arrows. Even in the 21st century, she still used handwritten arrows. And she would write on them, come back. And she did not know, or maybe we weren't able to express this to her, but she didn't know how much we fucking hate that. I mean, to the point where we want to wad those things up, throw them in the garbage can, punch her in the face, walk out the door, and never come back. And uh, it actually is a small part of the reason why I'm not there anymore. Because I don't want every fucking car that comes back for something that the customer thinks is related to a repair that we did before to be a comeback. Because that means you're not on my side and you don't believe in my skills and my training and my talent. It means that you just think that I'm a piece of shit and I do it wrong every time. And I don't like that. Okay? So I need management that stands up for me. But only if I own up when the comeback is legitimately something I screwed up. Which happens. It does happen. And, I, you know, I mean, uh, there's numerous cases I could point to that you know where I fixed something and maybe either something else got broken or that part didn't get installed right or maybe the diagnosis was bad uh, that happens especially with the cars nowadays with the uh, unbelievable amount of electronics that they have with this mind-numbing wiring diagrams that are out there for some of these fucking cars where they have backup cameras and tire pressure monitors and a whole bunch of other assorted shit that the government says that we have to have and I need to figure out that you know a, a wire somewhere is rubbing against the side of the car but only when it's in reverse uh, on a cold day and only on uh, the weekend you know I mean it's, it's ridiculous but that kind of shit happens and so if you are out there and you're working on electrical problems yeah you know you're gonna get comebacks because sometimes they're just ridiculously difficult to pin down what's really wrong and uh, I think a lot of times uh, mechanics will actually just throw a module at a car, and then if that doesn't fix it, well, then they'll go in and figure out what is actually wrong. That happens a lot. One of the things that trained technicians do, and if you don't do this, you might want to start doing it, is you might want to start covering your ass, okay? What I mean by that is if you make a diagnosis on a car and you're not 100% sure that that's what's wrong with it, what you can do is say, listen, what we need to do is we need to replace this and see if the problem returns, okay? This is, we're 95% or 98% sure that this is the problem and that that will solve it. But if it's not, 
I've got some more work to do. Now, it's very rare that the customer will say, oh, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll go ahead and spend $2,000 and maybe it's not fixed. I know that it's not very popular for service advisors, but sometimes that's the best you can do. And if you've covered your, uh, if you've covered your tracks, you know, if you check the fuses and the wiring all seems good and uh, the, the, the inputs are there and the outputs aren't there and the control module's job is to create the output and, and everything else is there, then you... You can pretty much you can pretty much take it to the bank that you're going to need a control module, okay? But there are times where, for some reason or another, it doesn't fix them, and so you have to go in and actually figure out why that's not working. But even in that particular case, if you've got the control module in there and the control module is brand new, you've already eliminated that as the problem. So it actually it actually helps out a great deal as a diagnostic tool. It's a, an expensive diagnostic tool, but. And if the car's under warranty, all you really need to do is uh, write yourself a really excellent story. You need to be creative, a creative writer, and you can get paid for all of your Diag and your install and your programming, and then you can get paid for the redo if you're good. But whatever you do, uh, cover your cover your ass. A lot of times, when I worked at this one independent, we had a lot of cars. They had a lot of fucking problems. They came in from the ghetto, and, and they were just, they should have been crushed weeks and months ago, and nobody should be riding around in them. They're all jacked up nothing works everything's wrong and they'll come in and go oh uh yeah it runs rough and you find that every tire on it is bald the brakes are right to metal to metal there's hardly any coolant in it uh you know there's just so many things wrong with this car and so you trying to diagnose it come up with maybe it needs plugs and coils but you have to put on your ro and i recommend you do this you put on there well we're going to replace the plugs the spark plugs and the coils to start okay we need to do that first and then we'll check to see why the fuck it runs like shit after that and uh, i had one that this happened on uh, i replaced plugs and coils in a car and it still ran like garbage and after some uh, intense engine diagnosis we found that it had a cracked cylinder head leaking water right into well was leaking water into about everything so and i started with that i was like we have to start with that and we actually ended up taking those parts out because the car wasn't worth putting an engine in and so it just went away we didn't make any friends but we also didn't lose any friends and we might have lost some friends at the parts stores i don't know maybe they didn't want their parts back all used and shit but you know what screw them that's a whole nother podcast so set yourself up for success and set yourself up for failure cover your ass. Uh, it's kind of important. Um, if you have some, and, and I'm not going to discount this at all. Okay. Sometimes comebacks are bullshit. Okay. We all know that pages and pages and pages of these things, uh, on the internet that we, that, that I've seen where a customer, will, you know, you'll replace a, uh, alternator in a car and now suddenly a brake light bulbs out and uh, they come in and they say that dreaded line that we all love to hear. Well, ever since you, ever since you replaced my alternator and my taillights don't work or ever since you put wiper blades on my left rear tire loses air or ever since you did a tranny service my fan belts squeal i mean literally the list goes on and on and i know for a fact that you all have a list of these things in your mind that have actually happened to you okay Uh, not too many of these things have happened to me i have uh one story where i put a uh we, we did quite a bit of cooling coolant work to this one car and the customer stated on several occasions, not just once, not even just twice, but probably three, four, maybe even five times, he stated that he had put a new water pump in this car, and his car went down the road and overheated hardcore, and he had it towed back to the shop, and he was pissed off, and he accused me 
of not putting coolant in his car. And my shop owner kind of thought he was right, which I can't even begin to tell you how pissed off I was at both of them. And I told him I would look at the car. I was, I said, I'll take a look at it. But I know for a fucking fact I put coolant in that son of a bitch. And when I went in there, I pulled the water pump out because this guy was a piece of shit. And he had made itself pretty clear that he was a piece of shit. And uh, I pulled the water pump out, and it was confirmed that he was a piece of shit because it was not a new water pump. It was probably the original equipment water pump on that car. And the plastic impeller had split in half and was doing nothing except allowing his engine to overheat and throw all of its coolant on the ground, of which he accused me of doing. He accused me of not putting any coolant in it. And so I went up to him and I said, you know what? You said you changed the water pump in that car? Yeah, I did. Yeah, no, you're a fucking liar. That, w- that water pump was probably 12 years old and junk. To get him the fuck out of there, I put a used one I had laying around. Believe it or not, I had a used water pump laying around. I threw it in there, and now it works, and we haven't seen him back since. And I hope we don't ever see him back again, because that piece of shit deserves to fucking die. Lying sack of shit. And, uh, you know, I can get angry and uh, go on a evil diatribe right here on my podcast, but when I'm in front of the customer, I typically don't go off on them. Okay, because my bosses don't like it. And even if I don't like my boss, I like my job. I like the money they give me for doing my job. So I try to play it cool. Unfortunately, I'm not very good at it. Okay, so if you have a better temperament than me, God bless you. If you have one that's worse than me, well, I don't know what I don't really know what there is, what you can do about it. I mean, you know, human emotions are kind of crazy, you know. Uh, when you're happy and everybody's happy and you're having fun and laughing, everybody loves you. Everybody loves you. And that's 90, 95% of the time, okay? But that 5% of the time or that 10% of the time where you're pissed off and you're angry, everyone's like, oh, what's the matter with him? Oh. Yeah, he's human. That's what's the matter with him. Human beings get angry. And some of them are just verbal and vocal about it, okay? So fucking deal with it. Don't be such a goddamn baby, all right? People get mad. It happens, all right? But pick your spots. That's all I can tell you guys. You know, go ahead and get mad. Vent at the dog. Vent vent to the person who's not sitting in the car next to you on the way home. You know, vent. Uh, get it out. Don't take it home. God, whatever you do, don't take it home. That's the worst. If you, if you work as an automotive technician and you go home and you tell your wife about all the bullshit that happened to you all day long, pretty soon you're going to end up without a wife, okay? Because... Nobody really wants to hear that shit. And after a while, they really don't want to hear that shit. And after a while, they may just bug out and say, fuck it, I'm tired of hearing your shit. So try to be cool. Can't take a tip from your Uncle Jimmy and just be uncool whenever it's not going to affect you or somebody else around you, okay? That's just a little uh, little advice from your Uncle Jimmy. Trust me, I have uh, only about three or four people in my life that I can vent to. Uh, one of them just recently passed away, so I'm kind of screwed. But uh, I can still talk to myself. So I'm a really terrible listener, though. <laughs> one of the things I want to say about comebacks is, uh, you know, obviously you're going to have them. Uh, and they're going to come at the worst time, too. That's because there's really no good time for a comeback to come back. They're going to come when you're trying to go home. And uh, it's like that old Dylan song, everybody must get stoned. They'll stone you when you want to go to work. They'll stone you when you want to go home. They'll stone you if you try to eat a sandwich, whatever. It's the same thing. You know, they're going to they're gonna come at you at all different times. And, and sometimes it takes years or months even, you know. I've had people come in and say, well, you know, you, you did an alignment on my car about two years ago and now it pulls to the right. Well, okay. But what do you think happened between two years ago and now? Well, I don't know. 
Well, let me let me tell you what happened, Mr. Customer. You hit a bunch of fucking shit. Okay, you hit some potholes, you hit some curbs, maybe you hit another car. Who knows? Maybe you even ran over another human being or a dog or a whole bunch of people. Or maybe a whole bunch of dogs. Or maybe a whole bunch of people walking dogs. I don't know what the fuck you did. But in two years, your lineman can go to hell in a handbasket without anything I did. Okay? So sometimes you just need to explain to the customer that, you know what? A comeback really isn't a comeback. And that they're just being ridiculous with the emphasis on dick. Okay? Sometimes, though, and uh, you know, I don't think I've addressed this enough here. Sometimes comebacks are your fault. I had one on Saturday. This is Sunday right now when I'm recording this. I had one on Saturday where the customer says his cup holder doesn't work like it's supposed to. And he was right. His cup holder didn't work like it was supposed to. But he had some sort of extracurricular uh, shit wired into his car directly underneath it that wasn't there when I had worked on it two weeks prior. So, um, and and I was I was I managed to keep my cool quite a bit because I didn't think to me personally it wasn't a big deal because where I'm at now I don't see and or talk to the customers, and actually that's a really really good thing. But uh, I just took his cup holder out, uh, sprayed a little shit on it, and put it back in. And made sure it worked right. And screwed it down and left. I'm like, yeah, there you go. Your cup holder works now. Go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> Maybe I should do a podcast on things we would like to say to customers or shop managers or shop owners or parts people. <laughs> All the people we have to fucking deal with on a daily basis that give us a hard time sometimes. Hopefully you don't get too hard of a time from the people you have to work with. It's uh, it make It can make your... Uh, make your make your life miserable if you take that shit to heart i do actually sometimes if i work with people who are ignorant or just mean and evil okay so there's not really much else i can say about comebacks other than you're gonna get them try to have a good attitude about them try to get them car get the car fixed again um some of the worst comebacks i've ever had have just been because the parts were crap uh you know we did a podcast a while back on how some parts are crap and usually they have the word dormant stamped on them, which is too bad because they make a lot of stuff. And if they could just up the quality a little bit, we'd all be a lot happier and probably a little bit richer instead of having to do the fucking job twice. Um, yeah, go at it and, and get it done again the second time, right? Um, if you've got something that somebody claims is a comeback and you go in there and they, you know, you find that something else is wrong, because I, I think this happens a lot, okay? I think that a lot of times you go in and you say, oh, you know, I need, you know, like, let's just use a water pump scenario again. You'll be like, well, you need a water pump and the radiator hoses are pretty pretty crusty and, and uh, dry rotted and cracked. And you need uh, the, the belts because uh, coolant's been leaking on them. They need to be replaced. And uh, we should probably do a thermostat while they're in there because they, you know, I mean, it's five, six, seven years old. And uh, they like to get crusty, too. So you, you write up a whole bunch of stuff. And, and, you know, a lot of customers, I think, believe that when you write up a bunch of stuff like that, you know, radiator hoses and thermostats and belts and, and, a, and a water pump, you're just trying to rip them off. And, you know, honestly, no. No, that shit all needs to be replaced at one time or another. And guess what? If you're doing a water pump, that's the best time to do it. Obviously, some customers will be like, yeah, go ahead. You know, get all that shit out of there and uh, we'll renew all that stuff. And then I won't have to worry about it. Those are the smart customers, the customers we love. Okay. But then there's the other fucking customers who are like, oh, no, you're just trying to fuck me. 
you know. And uh, maintenance is not a word in their lang- in their dictionary, you know. It's not a word that they know what it means, you know. These are the kind of fucking people who you see on the side of the road too, because they didn't do something you recommended. And then they're also the same kind of people who fucking show back up with that car and say, "Well, you changed my water pump, and now my radiator hose leaks." I go, "Yeah." Uh huh. That's why I fucking recommended it, asshole. Now that's what obviously what you want to say, but it's not what you're gonna say. Well, you say now, well, hey, I could have changed that radiator hose three week, three months ago when I did your water pump, but I didn't because you are a cheap fuck. Here again, what you want to say, but what you don't say. Maybe I should do a podcast on things you want to. Did I say that already? I already said that. Maybe I should make a podcast on making podcast mistakes because I've made a lot of them. All right, I think that's probably the end of it, actually. I I don't have much else to say about comebacks. Um, Let's, boys, let's own up to our comebacks. Let's get them fixed. Let's get them right. Let's get them out the door again. Uh, Let's try to salvage our reputation. If it's not your comeback, uh, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. I don't even want to, I don't even want to go there now because uh, that's another angry diatribe podcast. And uh, I think there's enough anger that is spewed out of me on this podcast to cover the whole night so with that i want to hear about some of your deadliest comebacks i I, i'm interested in in hearing basically about your fuck-ups okay and then what you did to go back and make it right if you indeed did go back and make it right some people just say ah fuck it and they're not you know they, they don't own up i personally own up but if you don't that's fine too i mean you know there's a there's always room for bad mechanics uh i i just but i know some of you do do that so Let's let's stop doing that, okay? We make mistakes. Let's just own up to them and get them fixed right. Let me know about your uh, comeback stories. Let me have them on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, uh, whatever else we're on, Reddit. We're probably on Reddit somewhere, I'm sure. All right, this is Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> Uncle Jimmy signing off before I pass out from the smell. Have a good one. Cheers.